You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Five, and there will not be any slides up there tonight. I was up on the roof and did not have a chance to uh, put slides together for you. Uh, But Matthew chapter five, and we are going to be looking at a passage of scripture, verses 13 to 16. Go ahead and stand with me, and we'll read these together. Matthew chapter number five. Matthew chapter 5, and let's look at verse 13. We'll read uh, 13, uh, join me on verse 14, and then I'll read 15 and join me on 16 there. Uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven." And here we have the uh, Beatitudes, and uh, we look at those first uh, 11 verses, and we have all the blesseds, blessed are. And as we look at the Beatitudes, we find the Lord himself is preaching this message, and it's entitled the Beatitudes, but as he's preaching, uh, he is preaching to uh, a multitude there that were in Galilee. Now, when you think about Galilee, of course, it was the apostles were there. There were disciples that were following him. And then there were multitudes that he was speaking to. But when you think about Galilee, and uh, theologians say that Galilee was not your elite area. Galilee was not your educated area. Galilee was the hillbillies. It was just normal people. You know, the Lord spent a lot of time just speaking to normal people. You know, God's work is going to get done by normal people. And so tonight, we're going to look at this being light in a dark place. Being light in a dark place. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your word, uh, the clarity that is here, and uh, the truths that we can glean. And Lord, we have assembled because we want to uh, be a light in this dark world. We want to know how you want us to live and and what we should do and, and how we can be effective in our service. And so tonight, may we be encouraged and challenged, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. When I was younger, uh, my uh, pops took us camping, and his idea of camping uh, was going out into the middle of nowhere. Uh, There were no campsites. There were uh, no restrooms. There was no electricity. There was no porta-potties. It was woods. And we would go out into the the woods and we would camp. And uh, the first time he took us camping, uh, we weren't used to the the dark. 
uh, we were used to the city and there were always lights. I mean, my bedroom window, a street light would shine inside that window and there was, who needed a, you didn't need a little uh, night light in your room to be plugged in. You had a street light and that was your night light. Uh, but we had not been around darkness. Uh, one time, uh, my uh, I was able to go down to uh, Missouri, and we went to Silver Dollar City. Does anybody know where Silver Dollar City is at? And we went to Silver Dollar City, and there were some caverns that were not too far from there. And we went down into one of those caves, and we got down there, and it was way down there. It wasn't just a little bit of, uh, of a small cave that you went into. It was completely underground. They turned the lights off and you could not see your hand in front of your face. It was amazing the depth of darkness. But then they took and they took one match and they lit that one match and all of a sudden you could see the other side of the cavern. You could see people, it was not a bright light, it was just a match. But when there is light, there is not darkness. Light casts out darkness. And there cannot be darkness when there is light. And, you know, here as we look at this passage of Scripture, uh, the Lord said in verse 13, he, he gives us a couple things. He said, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? And uh, here, of course, he's, he's talking about the believer and we are the salt. Now, salt is a purifying factor. It's a cleansing factor, but it's also a way to bring savor uh, and flavor from things. Uh, Deb and I, we've been married. This uh, next month is going to be 35 years. So 34 years we've been married. And sometimes she'll make something and I'll grab the salt shaker and I'll start shaking salt on it. And she's like, you didn't even try it. You didn't even test it to see whether it needed to be salted. And I say, I've been married to you for 30 something years. I know how you cook and I know you don't, you don't salt to the level of, uh, of flavor that I like in my food. And so I will, I've got a salt shaker that sits uh, right next to my chair. Uh, there's, I've got a salt shaker that is in the top left drawer of my desk. Uh, I've got salt in my truck. Uh, and so uh, if I am going to get food, I was going to make sure that I can have salt. And salt just helps bring out the flavor, helps uh, uh, add savor. And God, God says that we are the salt of the earth. We are to be the one that not only brings the cleansing, but also we're to bring the flavor. We're to bring the savor Bring the good out. You know, I like steak. How many of you like steak? But if you just throw a piece of meat on the barbecue and you don't do anything with it, I don't care what cut of meat it is, it's blah. It does not have that flavor. It's just... It's just meat. 
but you add the flavor, you add that seasoning to it, and it just brings out the flavor. The Lord says that's who we are. We are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? And if we have lost our savor, what good are we? He, he says that you are good for nothing if you have lost your savor. You know what? The Christian life is savory. It's pleasant. It's good. It's not blah. It's not blah. But there are seasons that we go through in life where maybe our Christian life is not where we know we want it to be. You know, with that, we've got to make sure that we don't lose our savor. We don't lose that salt. And so uh, if that's the case, how do you get that salt back? How is it that we develop that savor again? How is it that we have the ability then to add uh, flavor and savor uh, to things? Uh, you know what? The Lord is the only one that makes life worth living. And, you know, when we spend time with him, we get our savor back. You know, when we lose our savor, we can be busy and have no savor. We can be very active in our service, even for God, and have no savor. We don't add flavor to the world that we live in. And you know, as a believer, the world that we live in, it encompasses our family, it encompasses our church family, it encompasses those that we work around and that we work with. And you and I, we need to be adding savor. We don't, we don't need to be uh, just uh, there, just existing. We need to be adding that, that savor. And he said uh, that you are the salt of the earth. Uh, and so uh, that, that tells me me that that savor needs to be added not just within the walls of the church. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You know, ministry happens within these walls, but most ministry should happen outside the walls. Most, most ministry should take place not just within those that are saved. It should be being worked out to those who are not saved. Uh, and so here he said, first of all, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So here we have, ye are the salt. But then in verse number 14, and this is where I want to focus tonight, he said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Uh, we are the light of the world. Now, uh, this, this uh, first word there, what is the first word in verse number 13? What's the first word? All right. Now, this word is a personal word. It is not a it is, it is not just for somebody to say ye, you, here that Jesus is saying you. Ye are the light of the world. 
So here, as he is communicating, he is communicating to these who are following him, to those who have listened to him, to those who have received him, and he's saying, you are the light of the world. Now, that is that, that term right there is, is a big, that, that sounds like a pretty big job. Uh, it is not just that you are the light for your family. You are the light for your friends. You're the light for your church. No, here the Lord said, ye are the light of the world. Now, he is speaking, and of course, he is speaking to a group, but, but this word, in the tense of this word, in the Greek, it is a personal word. It is uh, me, myself. It is, it is directly talking about an individual, and that the individual is going to be the light of the world. Going back to that match, and how that one match cast out darkness. It didn't mean that all of a sudden that, uh, that match was lit and now you could see perfectly fine. No, uh, but that, that match, that one light, it lit up an entire area. And you know, uh, you and I, we are not uh, the light for the entire world, but I should be the light for my world. Every one of us have a different world to reach. I can't reach everybody that Nathan can reach. I don't have interactions with everybody that Brother Tracy uh, has interactions with. Uh, I don't connect with everybody that Mrs. Cole connects with. Uh, you and I, we all have a different world. And God said that ye are the light of the world. Uh, that means that your world, to those that you come in contact with and those that I come in contact with, I am to be a light to them. I'm to be a light to them. So we've got the men and boys camp out. And, uh, uh, you know, as the men and boys camp out comes, everybody starts to think about, okay, what camping gear do I have? What camping gear do I not have? Uh, what, what is not working that I packed away last year after the uh, camping uh, trip and I haven't pulled back out yet? Uh, and there are going to be many people, uh, guys that are going to go, and they're going to find their light. And then they're going to push the button, and it's going to be dead. Does anybody have a flashlight at home that's like that? Anybody besides me? You know, there are a lot of lights that are not emitting light. You and I were made to enlighten. We are made to illuminate. I've got another light that I have, and I always like shining a light in somebody's face. And so, uh, Brother Nathan, Brother Brian, there you go. Now, this light, it, it works. Now, with, with this light, when I turn this light on, it illuminates. You know, if I don't push the button, it just does nothing. It's just a paperweight. You know, in our life, the Lord looked at us and he said, ye are 
the light of the world. And this, this being the light, uh, it's not talking about just being a vessel that could shine. It's not good enough just to have the knowledge or have the ability. It only does good if it actually works. And you and I, we have the opportunity to be able to be a light to our world. That means there are people that the Lord wants you to be a light to. Uh, Brother and Mrs. Salas, they've been working uh, at a campsite, and uh, uh, they are, uh, what, what is the term there? Camp host, there we go. Uh, they're the host, the camp host uh, of the campsite. And with that, uh, there are people that they are going to have connection with. You know what? The Lord could use them to be a light to those that are going to come to that campsite. They could be a light to that part of their world because their world uh, is encompassed by those that have uh, come in contact with them. Uh, And here, you and I are to be the the light of the world. He goes on and he says that a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. And with this, he's referring to the accumulation of lights. So you have a light, ye are the light of the world, and then he refers that light to a city. Well, a city is not one individual. A city is the culmination of many individuals. And here, as the Lord is looking at that, he is saying a city that is set on a hill, the accumulation of people who are lights, they cannot be hid. You know what? You put many lights together, You take many lumens and pull them together. What do you have? You have a very powerful light. And and you know, uh, uh, I've heard commentators say that uh, this city is referencing the church and how the church is to be that city that's up on the hill uh, that cannot be hid. Uh, The believers, the individual lights, uh, they are there. And that, those, those the assembly uh, of lights are, uh, they are shining all around. Now, the scripture doesn't say that it is the church, uh, but what we do know is when you put many lights together, uh, it does make a difference. It does cast out a whole lot of darkness. And that's how we are to be. He said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Now, when I was studying this out, of course, a bushel is a basket, uh, but that basket was meant to carry commodities. Some believe that this bushel that carries commodities, it is referring to the, the wealth, the industry of a person. And he's saying, don't let your Wealth. Don't allow your commodities of life squash your light. You know what? There have been times in life where work can take away your light. To where personal interests can captivate our attention. And all of a sudden, I don't have time now for being a light 
because now I'm trying to gain more commodities. Now, as a believer, we don't, we don't want to allow anything to cover that light. We don't want to allow anything to be a bushel, a basket to go over that light. We want that light to be able to shine. And if that light is going to shine, then uh, we've got to make sure that we don't allow anything to come uh, into our life that clouds our light or covers our light. Now, with that being the case, What is it that stops us from being a witness? What is it that stops us from taking time? And it doesn't have to be on a Saturday. Being a witness and being a, a, a light is not a Saturday, Sunday, weekend event. It needs to be all the time. But sometimes we get so busy with the commodities of life, with work, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, finances or savings or possessions in life that all of a sudden now we are consumed with them. And I don't know how many times myself I've been busy going from place to place and then think, man alive, I didn't pass out one gospel tract. I didn't say anything about the Lord. Uh, and, you know, I get convicted about that. Uh, why? Because we need to be a light to our world. And the Lord knows who it is that he's going to bring across our path. There are people that he's going to bring across your path at your job. You know, for the believer, nothing is secular. Everything's sacred. Your workplace and your job can be just as rewarding, can be just as, just as uh, being in the middle of God's word or God's work, just as if you were in full-time ministry. God places us wherever we're at. God doesn't call us all into full-time Christian service, but he calls us all to be a full-time Christian. And with that being the case, if, if God has you uh, working at Microsoft or God has you working at Bar Ale or God has you working at Franklin Automotive, uh, wherever it is that you work, uh, that, that world that you work in, it's a place for you to be a light. And allowing that light that you, you are to shine to those who are around you. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. And so here he is shifting. Uh, he shifts from uh, the city. Uh, then he shifts, he sh goes from the world to the city. And now he talks about the home. You know, we are to be a light no matter where we are. We need to be a light in our home. We need to be a light when we're in the city, 
We need to be a light when we're out in the world. Uh, and the Lord here, he says that uh, that light should be up on a candlestick, uh, a, a place that is elevated, a place that gives it opportunity to shine better, to be able to cast more light. You put that candlestick higher, and you know what? That light, it will shine farther. And so the candlestick was a way to elevate, to cast more light uh, around. Uh, he goes on, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. So what do we find here? We find that us being a light is determined on our works. Being a light isn't just being saved. Because nobody can see if you are saved. Being a light has nothing to do with you having joy in your soul. Being the light is not that you possess light. Being a light is that you are illuminating that light. And here, how does the Lord identify that illumination of light? The illumination of light is the result of it being cast out. And as it is cast out, good works will be evident. They'll see the good works. And those good works then cause people that men, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. Uh, and you know, the ideology that I'm not doing anything for men, that, it, that, that idea is a wrong idea. We're not to live to be men pleasers, but our life, we should care what our life represents so others see it and glorify God. Hey, what is he talking about? He's talking about a testimony. He's talking about a testimony. Uh, what does James talk about? Uh, in the book of Romans, we see how we are justified uh, by faith. We are justified in the sight of God. Romans 5.1, we are justified by faith. Uh, but James tells us, he says, faith without works is dead. He said, if you have faith and you have no works, then your light is out, is what he's saying. There is no illumination. The works are the result of that light being there. And when we have, have faith and we are that light, there, there is going to be works that are there. And those works will bring glory to your Father which is in heaven. Now, what is it that brings glory to God? the winning of souls. You know what? A, a believer that is, that is allowing the light of God's goodness to come out in their life, you know what's going to happen? You're going to see people saved. Now, you might not personally win them to Christ, but you know what? You'll have people that will come to a place and they'll hear the gospel. They will, they will see that there is something different about you. 
the result is going to be that, that they are going to accept Christ. They're going to get saved. And the, re, the result is uh, bringing glory to God. Uh, John 15, uh, we find that, uh, that herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit. What is it? The, the light. How are we the light of the world? How are we going to impact the world? Well, our life and the testimony that we have will make a difference to those that are around us. And the result is that people will get saved. That's why the Lord came. He didn't come just so we could have a lot of fun shining a light around. He came so we could make a difference. It wasn't about us having fun. Though being a Christian is fun. Being a child of God, there are so many blessings. I was talking, uh, I was meeting this afternoon with the sheriff and the undersheriff, uh, and we had some things that we were going over, and uh, as we were talking, uh, we finished the business side, and the sheriff uh, got his phone out and said, let me show you some animals. He just got back from a safari uh, to Africa and, and had all kinds of uh, different animals that he was showing me that he had uh, seen and uh, opportunities to shoot, and he's like, why would anybody? He want to shoot this animal. He was just taking videos of it. Uh, it was great. Uh, and so anyway, we're talking. When we finish uh, talking about the, the hunt, he said, you know, what I realized was how many things we have as Americans. He said, I saw so much poverty over there in Africa. You know, we have a lot of things in life that bring pleasure to us. The air conditioning brings pleasure to me. The, the ability to go over to a water faucet and turn it on and have clean water to drink there are so many things that we have. And we have opportunities to be all kinds of, use all that God has given us to be able to be a good light. But if we're not, too, if we're not careful, we can get pretty caught up in ourselves. Look at my shiny light. Look at everything that it can do. And I can't ever figure out how to make it do what it, all the things that it can do. It does the strobe thing uh, and all kinds of different uh, pinpoints. But, you know, I could look at it and look at all the, the options that this light has. But really, it was designed to do one thing. Bring light. It was designed to cast out darkness. You know what? The Lord looked at us and said, ye are the light of the world. You know what we need to do when we go home? We need to make sure that we're casting out darkness within our own home. Because the devil's trying to bring darkness into the home. We need to make sure that we are, as we are going out into the world, that we're trying to punch some holes in that darkness. Let's let the light shine. There are people that you know. There are people that you will come in contact with 
that the Lord wants you to be a light to. It doesn't mean that everybody we talk to is going to get saved. It doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to witness to that individual, but you can be light to them. And as we are being light, it will cast out darkness. You know, here in Marysville, Linda, there's, there's a lot of darkness. Just went to that uh, chaplain uh, conference in Florida. And as I was there, there were all kinds of different programs that, uh, chaplaincy programs that uh, were really making a huge difference in the law enforcement community and special, uh, just the emergency services community and uh, just opportunities. And I had all kinds of ideas of things that we could do to try to uh, help. And some of, some of those things I was sharing uh, some of those things with the uh, sheriff's department and with the, the uh, sheriff and undersheriff. And anyway, as we were talking, he said, well, if we do some of these things, you will be here all the time. And I told him, I said, no, that's why we've got to get some other people pulled in to be able to, to meet those needs. You know what? In our life, whether it's in our, in our personal life, whether it's in our church, whether it's in our ministries, we need to pull together to help that light just grow. Every one of us has an opportunity to be a light. And it's a lot more enjoyable to be a light when you can come alongside somebody else. And to be a light together. And the Lord, when he sent out the disciples, first he sent them out two by two. Now, it doesn't mean that you always have to have two to be a light. But it's a lot more enjoyable. And here as we are going back into our communities, let's make sure that we are being light in a dark place. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing the light with us. And you are truly the only one that can give any illumination. And we pray that you would help us, Lord, to allow your light to shine uh, in our lives and through us. And so work now, please. Thank you for your goodness to us. I pray that you'd help us individually, help us corporately as a church family, help us to be the light that you'd want us to be as we go into our world. Ye are the light of the world. So help us, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. Uh, we'll have a short invitation. If the Holy Spirit spoke to your heart, you respond. The altar's open. Uh, ye are the light of the world. Let's be that light. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.